new setup. You may or may not notice. Shit, I don't think I even need these. Oh, so many things going on. So many things fucking happening. Uh, oh shit. Practice in my head like a million different things uh, to start. But I think I did. Who, who, I was talking to someone and I described this as a, like a, a one-man band. Have you ever seen... um? that lady with the umbrella and the carpet bag and she pulls out that Pop Mary Poppins her uh her her fucking boyfriend on there that dude the with like the the candy cane hat he's dancing around fuck I can't remember his name but like at the beginning he's like fucking <laughs> one man band if you don't know what that is oh well uh but yeah anyway so one of me saying that was that's how I feel I'm hitting all these little switches uh and oh shit let's see switch 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 hey man i'm right here <laughs> all right oh. uh yeah a lot of things i don't know where i want to go but yeah i recorded a couple things <sighs> yeah just uh growing pains we'll call it that uh i did uh i recorded a fucking thing with uh my boy gonzo we did uh some talking about ufc I mean MMA in general, uh, but the audio's fucked up because uh, I tried to do it a new way. So I got to figure out how to fix the audio because like his comes in super loud and mine is like fucking super low. But it, it did. Anyways, it's all technical shit. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I got to fix that one. Then I did another one <laughs> with Shane from Broken Jarhead. Uh, but I don't, <laughs> I don't know where I where I put it. So I gotta find that one. Uh, we talked about a couple ideas that are um, some things that he's got going on, and some like promo packages that uh, we started. We're sending out. So I, I talked him into. <coughs> I'm 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 uh, I'm uh, what do you call it? I'm working my way into to being. Uh, I told him to make me the the fuck what, what did I call it. It's like the regional liaison, the sticker liaison, regional sticker liaison. <laughs> Uh, which is basically just uh, me hitting up people that I n knew from the Marine Corps and being like, hey, look at this cool shit. Hand it out at your unit. Uh, but yeah, go to brokenjarhead.com. Use promo code Hogan Bogo, H-O-O-G-K-I-N-B-O-G-O to get a buy one sticker, get one sticker, buy one, get one. Um, and if you know Korean, it's... The promo code's even funnier, if you think. Hugging Bogo. Hugging buy one, get one. <laughs> <coughs> Which I guess it could be a couple, mean a couple different things. But anyways, let's let's start there. Oh, shit, there's all this fight shit I want to talk about, too, because I wanted to avoid it, but I'll get to it, just because it spills over, so. um, Damn it, I was just, oh, here we go, here we go. So, for, speaking of uh, broken... Jahed, uh, he, <coughs> so he, um, has, maybe I'll just read this thing, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see, so yeah, go to the brokenjarhead.com and sign up for the newsletter to get this news, but uh, I just got this one, he's been talking about it, I think I, po I posted about it a couple days ago, uh, so he's got the uh, Veteran Podcast Day like made official in the National Archives. So let's see. Um, 
Now we are those bro vets who expect there to be free stuff for vets because we exist. <laughs> um, he doesn't go to Applebee's on Veterans Day. Cool, good for you. Um, oh yeah, and then so he's like, uh, what does it say? We know that many veterans use podcasting as a therapeutic way to help by speaking out loud about their experiences. Uh, in fact, talking about trauma is part of the healing process, but many times that healing process is interrupted, i.e. using drugs and alcohol as suppression, being told to suck it up, or just suppressing the trauma and trying to avoid confronting it. Is IE correct there or is it DG? Is IE, for example, it go, it go echo or it, 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 I don't know. Who cares? Um, oh, and then he uh, cite psychology today for that. Uh, additionally, many people don't want to go to an organized meeting. I know I didn't when I stopped drinking like a camel. What? Uh, <laughs> um, therefore, many veterans turn to podcasting. Since we found no veteran awards, we did what any alpha marine would do and created one. Enter the first annual veteran podcast awards or hashtag veteran podcast awards for you hip killers uh, oh there's more now this won't be run like the military where you have a gung-ho shitbag major writing himself up for a bronze star no no this will all be ruled by uh, ruled only by listener voting entry Entry will be free, and podcasters will be competing for one of 19 Golden Warhammers. Ooh, what says, what says, oh, what says veteran, fucking, I'm an idiot. What says veteran in podcasting better than a bludgeoning tool with a microphone engraved? Good question. And a new Sure SM7B microphone. So be sure to check out the awards. We initially planned to hold a virtual award ceremony on September 30, since it's International Podcast Day. Uh, but another award ceremony is being held on that day. So, again, we did what any red-blooded, frosty-ass American veteran would do and bought a day. Hashtag National Military Podcast Day. Well done, well done. Um, and then he has uh, pictures of like, the cool symbol he made and then the um, or logo or whatever you call it. And the uh, National Day Archives cert official certi uh, cert certificate, certificate, certificate. Um, I swear I speak English. Uh, National Day Proclamation. This certificate hereby states the October, uh, oh, that October five of each calendar year is officially designated as National Military Podcast Day. Submitted by Broken Jarhead LLC in April 2021, and in accordance with the po policy set forth, this proclamation has been certified by the National Day Archives LLC. Seize your day. Carpe these nuts. Uh, we paid the fees, filed the paperwork, and boom, military podcasters have a day, October 5th. We chose the 5th since October 6, 7, 2001 was the beginning of enduring freedom, 6th staging, 7th movement. So before a day of remembrance, we have we will have a day of celebration for those military podcasters speaking their minds, promoting their brands, or doing weird shit on air. Whatever the reason is that you have a podcast, we want to celebrate it and encourage you to keep going. If you are using it as therapy, we see you. You see me. <laughs> uh, we, oh, wait. Oh, uh, yeah, it can't be. 
Sorry. Uh, and respect what you're doing. It takes courage to open up, and you are respected for being a trailblazer. Shout out Kevin Holland. <laughs> Trailblaze to the top. Uh, never stop. Never, never stop. Never stopping. <laughs> uh, <laughs> said uh, keep keep on keeping on to my daughter. I think this morning or yesterday, she's doing her homework. I was like, well, how are you doing? She's like, hey, I like two more or something. I was like, oh, keep keep on keeping on, and she cracked up. Uh, what is that from? What am I thinking of? That movie with that guy. That not the weatherman. <laughs> Loud noises. Fuck! What is that movie? Anchorman. That's what I'm thinking of. Uh, anyways, Shane is the co-owner of Broken Jarhead. Broken Jarhead is here when war is here when morale is mandatory. Bringing military apparel and gear made by veterans in the USA. Check out. Uh, eh, eh, check out our morale patches, stick or tactic morale tactical patches, stickers, challenge coins, shirts, hoodies, and more at www.brokenjarhead.com. If it's not made in America, it's not broken jarhead. Yeah, sorry. Um, like I said, the one man band. I'm trying to make sure everything's still working. Um, so yeah, fucking cool. I mean, so I started talking to Shane like. I don't know, two months ago, maybe something like that. <laughs> uh, and I found it hard to believe then that he had just like started this thing. It's like, and in that little time that I've uh, you know, been getting to know him, he's like, cause he, so when I first started talking to him, like if you go see it, I think, <laughs> I think I, I, I think I might be his first like air quotes podcast that he's done. So I got that. I got that cherry, that podcast cherry from him. Um, oh, he also has a Patreon. I think I'm his first Patreon. So got that cherry too. Shane. But <laughs> um, what's the point of me saying that? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like, so yeah, he's got. He was, he was. I f- saw him from making fucking like cool, funny art and graphics, and then from there, it's like his website is fucking blown up. He. Uh, he's like doing all uh, other, what do you call it, podcasts, and he's like uh, with uh, Veteran Twenty Two. Fuck, I can't remember the name. Twenty Two. Fuck. Gosh, my bad. I'll, I'll put the thing in the thing about. Uh, but it's basically because you know that um how like the statistics show that every, I think every day twenty two vets uh commit suicide. So their mission, mission twenty two. Mission 22. So their mission is to, uh, you know, ba- make that number zero so that, you know, ri- so there's not uh, vets uh, killing themselves. Which, uh, you know, it's common. I, everybody, everybody, I feel like everybody knows somebody that killed themselves in the, in the military for sure. Um, I definitely do. Oh, speaking of which, in the title thing, <coughs> so the title page now that pops up at the beginning. The so it's got the Teguki, the uh, Korean flag, and then in the middle it has the picture. It's like the the chick with the the yin yang colors, but it's like so that is actually that's actually a tattoo that I have on my back. Uh, I mean, I took a a picture of it and then y- and colored it. So it's I mean on my back it's black and white. Maybe I'll put the thing up, but it's it's the same thing. It's just a black and white tattoo on my back, but it's uh. 
basically it's a like a it's a memorial tap part of a memorial tap for a, a friend of mine that killed herself uh Ogreshi, and uh actually i got her on here too um <sighs> yeah i think i told a story about her <laughs> for the first time i hang, hung out with her like the first night when she was like pissing on this jeep i don't remember what episode i was talking about that in but um, I'll have to go back and look, but yeah, yeah. So like from the very first time that I met her, she was fucking lost. She was right. Uh, she fit right in to our group. <laughs> oh man. And I, I had a, I used to have a Blackberry with all, I mean, it's probably good that I lost it. I'm, oh yeah, I'm skipping ahead. I, so I had a Blackberry that had all, uh, like all my, uh, scandal. <laughs> Cause my whole life was a scandal basically, I guess. I mean, I guess for people, that regular people, that have been like scandal. But for me, it was like uh, Tuesday. Uh, so basically, all of our crazy videos and shit on there. I dropped it in the fucking ocean. The first I got to Hawaii, the first night that I got, what I, I flew out from Texas. Yeah, yeah, from Texas, and then I went to Hawaii. The first night I'm there, lose my fucking wallet and that BlackBerry. So, damn, it's so many good things on there. Like a. L- and I always feel like I tell these stories and I tell some pretty, I, I haven't even told close to the craziest ones yet uh, on here. And because I always feel like, um, like they tell the stories and I'm just like, they seem, if I hadn't been there, if I, <laughs> I, I would be like, man, this is made up, this is bullshit. Um, so I like to have, um, a, I guess, evidence, but accompanying proof or whatever like pictures and videos of all the crazy shit and be like yeah this is really happened or have people this is always fun for me too is like I, when i tell people these crazy ass stories especially like about like me and robo and then people will meet robo and then uh like hey i told him the story about whatever like the one at the knobs that first that first fight or one of the other ones one of the other many fucking stupid fights we got in and then he'll like tell the people the stories, and they're like, "Oh, it's like word for word." <laughs> uh, so it's like fucking yeah. I'm trying to get Ro to come on here, but it's too busy uh, taking over the world, being a fucking responsible person that does the job that he does. <laughs> uh, I don't think he cares if I talk about it, but uh, I'm not gonna give his details out until trying to get the motherfucker on here. Uh, but he's too busy doing, just just doing big dick things. So, uh, but yeah, yeah. So ogre she. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. So she's on that. That's who that is on that flag. That. So and it's so how that tattoo actually came about. Uh, this dude. Um. So like my, f- oh no, it's not my first tattoo. But like right before I enlisted, I got a tattoo. No, not that one. Uh, this one right here. Uh. Um, it's like Lucas fifteen twenty one from, from the Bible. It's like because after I got came home from my mission, I got sent home from my my church mission, for being a Nazi martyrman, for being a Gadianton robber, for engaging in uh, secret combinations. And I got sent home for that. I uh, got um this tattoo. Oh, you know, it's funny, too. I'm thinking about because I had a tattoo before I went on my mission. 
and I showed it to who did I show it to? <laughs> so it's because it's 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 right below my belt line. I was a life. All right, I got like three stories. I'll, I'll get back. I'll back up, or I'll back up in a second. So I got a tattoo. It's like I was a lifeguard, and I got so I got it, and I still have it at home. Uh, so I got it like it's right below the belt line. So it's like even when I was in my 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 thinking was that oh shit, I forgot I had this tattoo as well. Cause I think this was my first one. This is my second one. Um, but anyways, um, so yeah, yeah, cause I was a lifeguard, so I was like, oh yeah, we're fucking uh, shorts all day, and I was like, I don't want it to be visible. I, like I wanted to get a tattoo, but I didn't want people to s- that I didn't want to see it to see it. I guess so. I don't know. I was fucking eighteen. Who knows what you're doing at eighteen? So this, ba- this is my this this was my ver- my tramp stamp. This was my version of getting a tramp stamp. So it's like right below my waist. So you have to like. Like, literally, like, pull my, uh, like, if I'm in boxers, even, I have to, like, fold the boxers down to even see it. And then now that I'm old and old and fat, I got to move my belly. <laughs> but, uh, now when I was 18. But, um, oh, yeah, yeah. So, before I went on my mission, I was, like, trying to, like, yeah, I got uh, two tattoos. Um, oh, no, no, no. This was my second one. Because I drew this one on my mission, actually. That's right. And then me and my buddy, Wes, I did an episode with him, I think episode eight either six or eight um that i did with him so we both got this uh tattoo because i this i drew this one when i was on my mission and then i got it tattooed when i came back but i so i had this one below my waist before i went so i had to show it to i can't remember who is my bishop or someone at the mtc or something but i was like oh yeah i got i'm such i disgrace my body my my temple i uh graffitied my temple and uh showed it to because i was like uh, yeah i got a tattoo and they're like oh yeah where's it? i was like oh my stomach and okay well what is it because it's like two dragons blowing fire together <laughs> to like um like a- i got two asian look or to me i said asian looking dragons because they look like they look like they go on you know like a chinese uh restaurant um you know not certificate menu food menu and then i got the they had the font and so like I, I feel like it almost said Ching Chong font <laughs> in their tattoo artist book, but it's basically like that. It's like, oh, this is Oriental um, font, or you know, it's English, and it just looks like whatever you'd write on a, uh, the font for a Chinese restaurant or Chinese food menu or whatever. So that's what it is. So it's two uh, drag like um, tribalish dragons blowing fire together, and in the middle it's just Pinoy. <laughs> I don't know why I was thinking, but um. All right, this is embarrassing, so I'll tell it. <laughs> when I was so when I was workshopping what tattoo I was going to get with my buddies, the top of the my list <laughs> was I was going to get <laughs> bros before hoes. So it's basically going to be the same thing like the the dragons or whatever right there and then it was going to say bros before hoes. <laughs> I was 18, all right. And uh <laughs> I, I'm not sure what my thinking was. I think my, my intent was that it was like I will like always be loyal to my but like I won't choose like a female over my friends kind of thing. I think that was my uh, intent because like um, I think I, t- I talked about it before I wrote in my journal when uh, one time at lunch Wes went with uh, 
this chick, uh, the one he was crushing on at the time, Marissa, and he like left, uh, like he bounced out of lunch early. He didn't sit with me at lunch because he had to like go out to the fucking uh, smoke or not smoke pit, the patio or whatever, um, where people smoke during lunch. And uh, like he went out there to talk to her or whatever instead of eating lunch with me. So I was all butthurt about it. <laughs> I gotta find my journal. But it's like I don't, I don't think that's what a friend would would do. But um. So yeah, yeah, that was my my thing back in high school. Was like, brothers before house, brothers before house. Like, there's like no 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 females gonna come in between me and my the the, the boys. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it was weird, yeah, because I'd always like when I talked to chicks too, I'd always like introduce them to my friends first, like to because I was like, if my friends don't like you, then I don't like. If they're not gonna fuck with you, I won't fuck with you. Like, <laughs> uh, I mean. I guess good intent. I mean, I was 18, so. But anyways, say, I say all I had to say <laughs> that I almost got bros before <laughs> I was tattooed on there, like right under my waistband. Uh, but luckily, because I, I was a lifeguard, I was working. There were um, Marines that were lifeguards too, like older dudes. Uh, like one of the dudes, he was like a staff NC. His wife was actually, his, or his wife at the time. I don't know if they're still married, but. At the time, he, uh, she was Filipino, or she, I mean, I guess she still is Filipino, probably. But um, so he like gave me. He was like, <laughs> when I told him, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm thinking, I'm, get it, I'm thinking about getting bros before hoes, and he just looked at me like, why? Because you want dudes to tuck your dick, like, because that's what girls are gonna think if they like go down there and they look at that and they're like, oh, you just want a dude to come down here. I guess I better leave, and I was like. <laughs> Oh no no that's that's not what I meant but oh okay I get it I see I see I I, I can see what how you would think that <laughs> uh so I didn't get bros before hoes down there then I got so I got it just penalized but going uh, going all the way back to whoever at church I had to show it to because before I went on my mission I was like oh, I've graffitied my temple my gift from God uh, and they're like all right we on your stomach let me see it so I went and um. Like, lifted up my shirt, and then, like, because I had to unbutton my pants, because they are like, oh, you could see in his face, he was like, uh, he's <laughs> like, I thought you said your stomach. I was like, yeah, it's, it's my, my stomach, and I, like, pulled, this is how far low it is. I have to, sh to I had to manscape to get, um, to be able to see it fully. They, they had to shave when they tattooed me, so, like, just the tippy top of the pube, the, the pube, uh, fro to do maintenance down there to even see it so that's how long on this dude he goes oh that's good that's good he's like it's okay it's okay he's like that's fine elder i don't remember if i was ordained yet or whatever please like no you're fine thanks for letting me know and he's like no just don't show no one can see it and he's like just don't show it to anybody else <laughs> so i was like oh, all right cool <laughs> um but yeah so <clears throat> skipping back to what i was talking about so i got this tattoo oh yeah so it's based on so when i went on my mission lucas fifteen twenty one. so it's the story of the prodigal son if you're familiar with uh the biblia on biblia the story of the prodigal son is basically there's this it's a i guess a parable you call it uh which you know it's just a moral uh, a moral tale which i mean the whole bible is a series of moral tales but so this one <coughs> a dude um so there's a dude. He has he has um I think two sons. Yeah 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 yeah. 
he has an older son and a younger son. And the dad, like, he owns land and he does some kind of agriculture and produces something. So the and then he has the son's inheritance and he, he gives to the two sons. He's like, all right, here's your this is your inheritance. Um, when I'm gone, this will be yours. This is what you'll have to like continue on and do whatever. So the younger son, the older son is like, oh, thank you. He takes his inheritance and he stays and he continues working with his dad and he's doing what he's supposed to. Then the younger son, he's like, ooh, he takes his inheritance. He's like, oh, thanks, pops. Peace. Fucking bounces out. Fucks off. Goes. You know, party. Oh, did I say goes down to the land of Canaan? Maybe I don't know. But he goes. He goes out. He parties and fucking spends. He fucks off all his money. All his his whole inheritance is gone. So then he comes back. Um. Oh yeah, because he gets to the point where he's like, has no money. Like I get. He probably owes money. He gets like thrown out. He's like living in squalor. He's like wrestling with pigs for food and then he's like fuck he's like i don't have anything he's like it would be better to go back and be like a slave or a servant for my father and like live sleep with the pigs instead of doing this or something so he's like fuck it like he got over his he's like my life sucks so much (laughs) i've made such a mess of my life that i'm i would you know rather suck up this pride and like go do menial chores or menial labor for my dad uh, so then he, he goes back home and he sees his dad and he's like, hey, dad, I'm ch- he's like about to give this whole speech like, oh, I'm so sorry. This and that I fucked off all the money. And then the dad just like hugs him and he's like, oh, come here, my son. My the pro- my prodigal son has returned and tells the servants to go kill the fatted calf like um, and we will prepare a feast for my son is like returned. So they're feasting for him. And then the older son, uh, he gets all butthurt about it because he's like, what the fuck? He's like, I. He's like, I've been here the whole time. He's like, I took my inheritance and I I saved it and I, I put in all my work and effort and everything I have to like being obedient and serving you and building up uh, all the things that you've asked for. He's like, I've, you know, I've never left and you didn't, um, I mean, you've never thrown me a feast. And I was like, you never, you, you, you haven't like slaughtered the fatted calf for me, which I guess was like a big deal. It's like the, you know the best fat cow or whatever they got the wagyu the wagyu he's like you never fucking killed wagyu beef that kobe beef for me and uh the dad was like yeah well he's like listen he's like you he's like yes you you've been my like obedient son you've been here the whole time you've done it you've 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 built up your treasures here uh your assets here and he's like and so you you're uh, while your brother's been gone you've you've grown the assets and it's like so everything is going to be yours uh, once, once I'm gone, everything's going to be yours. He's like, but your brother, it's like, he went out into the world and even though he left, he still, you know, came back and he's like, why would I, I'm not, I shouldn't, I'm not going to punish him for the choices he made when he left. I'm going to reward him for, for recognizing to come back and like to come back to the family kind of thing. So it's like, you know, take whatever, st- uh, moral, what do you call it? Moral lesson out of that that you want, but that so it's that's pretty much basically the story. So the prodigal son. So it's Luke fifteen twenty one. So I got, uh, so like uh, when I was on my mission, I thought about that a lot. I, th- or not. I think I do know. I I thought about that a lot because I. And then so when I came back, I got sent home. So it's like kind of like I went out. So even and then when I came back, <laughs> I went. Ooh, excuse me, ASMR. I went. Um. 
I went. I mean, I guess they would say pe- church people would say like went off the deep end, but I. So I came back. I went out into the world and experienced things. <laughs> and uh, fucked around for a bit, and then eventually came back home. My dad took me back. Like I did a bunch of shit that I was like, oh, no one will ever forgive me for this. Then my dad took me back, and then um, I kind of fucked around for a little bit more, and then I went to the Marine Corps. And then, and then, uh, so it was like right, and that was kind of like the point. So when I enlisted in the Marine Corps, so I was basically, so I was fucking around, doing stupid shit, and my dad was like, you know, worried about me as a dad. And then uh, I one day with my buddy, oh, actually, Wes, he hit me up and he was like, hey, man, uh, I like I enlisted or yeah, he, he enlisted in the Air Force Reserves, but he went to school in because um, he was a fire dog. So he went to school in San Angelo. He's like, yeah, my graduation is whatever. Uh, if you can whatever come down or something, basically tell me he's graduating from uh, Air Force and, and uh, let me know when I could come see him or whatever. It's like, fuck, it's like this dude. Like you went to the Air Force? Ugh. I was like, fuck it. I'm gonna go to the Marine Corps. <laughs> it's like I'm not doing anything fucking productive with my life right right now. And because uh, originally, the my, when I was in high school, I was, I was planning on going to the Marine Corps. I was gonna go, uh, um, go to college, go to ROTC, then go commission officer. But I didn't get into uh, accepted to any of the colleges that had. Um, Navy ROTC, and I also didn't get accepted to the Navy Marine Corps. Uh, what is it called? Basically, the scholarship, a uh, Navy Marine Corps mm-hmm. scholarship. I didn't get that either. So, I uh, went to junior college. Fuck, I completely lost my train of thought. But anyway, so I um, I didn't. Oh yeah, yeah, because I was supposed to like before. Previously, if I was going into the military, my dad was like, no, you're going to be an officer. You're not. He's like, fucking enlisting is for peasants. You're not going to do that. You're going to go to college. You're going to go. You're gonna, then you're going to be an officer. And blah, blah, this is going to do. This is the plan. Blah, blah, blah. This is all the wicked. This is what you got to do. Uh, so then, like, fast forward a couple years when I'm just fucking off. And then I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it. I was like, I'm going to go to the Marine Corps. Because uh, looking back. I was like, I'm gonna go down. Sorry, I'm gonna go down and talk to the Marine Corps recruiter and see how, like, w- like what my options are. And at the time, I was still. I mean, I'm. Let's see, how old was I? Twenty two or twenty three, I think, at the time. Yeah, I was twenty two or twenty, maybe twenty two. And even then, I was like, still in the mindset of like my whole life. I had to like get my sort of maybe like get my dad's permission maybe more like get his approval like more than a permission i i wanted i felt like i needed his approval to be able to do anything because in my mind it was like if i like yeah is yeah because it was kind of like my whole life was anything that wasn't in line with what he wanted i felt like i was failing basically i guess because i was like no, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do because that's not what my dad told me. I'm life like a good person or life is supposed to be. So even back then it was like I was still kind of I felt like I was living like in between because I was like trying. It's like what I talked about with um 
Greg. It was like that whole fucking like cognitive dissonance. It's like I in my if I left to my own devices in my own mind, I yeah. So my um, my idea of myself and the world and the ways that I saw myself in it was completely different from the world that had been described and uh, marketed to me my whole life from my parents and from you know church and everybody fr- from everything so I felt like I felt complete like out of phase I felt like that chicken fucking uh, Ant-Man that's like you know phasing in and out all the time um, so I never felt like I f- was was in the place I was supposed to be or felt like I was like the thing that I was supposed to be or the person. So I was always just like, I never felt, <coughs> you know, complete, <laughs> not, not, not that I didn't feel complete. I didn't, never felt in place or I don't know. I don't know how to articulate it, but it, it didn't feel good. <laughs> so I guess me, part of me trying to feel, just feel normal was, being like oh well, okay well maybe if as long as if i do something that i know my dad approves of then at, at the very least even if i just feel miserable all the time at the very least i know i can be like oh well at least i, I did something that he approves of kind of thing yeah I, I think yeah something like that i don't know if that makes sense but so anyways either way i was 22 years old and i still felt like i needed to ask my dad or get his approval before i like enlisted or joined the marine corps uh yeah because if it was like a commission i know he would have been like all for it or whatever so i went down i went down to the uh recruiter's office i took the asvab i took a d lab and uh talked to him about my options because i was like fuck it i'll be because first (laughs) i went through like levels i was like ooh, i'll I'll just i'll tell my dad i'll be like oh i'm thinking about doing reserves because i was like maybe it won't he won't that won't be as bad he'll be like oh it's only you know part-time or whatever it's not it's not full peasant. I'm not going full peasant. I'm just going part time peasant. Uh and so I was like I told him I was like, Yeah, th- I, I took these tests. They said I could do um a, a something called a linguist with languages. I don't know what it is, but you know, they said I could use my languages. I tested well enough to be able to do that and I was like, But Oh no, no, actually this is before I even took the test. I went down and talked to them and they told me about the test and the thing and I so I was like, Yeah, I talked asked them about um what I need to do to, yeah, to be a linguist. And they're like, yeah, you got to take, you know, ASVAB. And then if you do well, if I do well enough on that, I can take the D-Lab. Um, so I was like, yeah, I went down and talked to them about that. And I was like, but if I'm looking at that, but I was like also looking at, I was like, j- I'll just like go uh, be a grunt. Um, I was like, so if I, if I don't do good enough on this test, I was like, I'll just, I'll be a grunt anyways. And then, uh, so when I talked to him about it, <laughs> Like, I was, like, working myself up trying to figure out how to, to, like, bring it across to him. And I remember we were doing, like, a service project for one of the families in the ward in the in our church. Or basically, I think we were, like, helping them move or something like that. So my dad's all he's always doing service for other people. He's always, like, he loves doing projects for people. Um, so we were doing, I just remember we were in his truck and he had the, tr- the, the gooseneck trailer and we are hauling something. I don't know. I don't know if it was, like moving houses or moving rocks or something uh, anyways i just remember we were in his truck and we're pulling the trailer and um talking to him about it and, like trying to work myself into it and then i told him i was like yeah i went down i talked to the rec- i was like told him, i was like yeah west 
graduating from Air Force boot camp. That's crazy, right? He's like, he went to the Air Force. What a bitch. <laughs> like, say shit like that. And then, uh, then uh, I was like, yeah. So I went down to the recruiter's office just to talk to him and see, you know, uh, kind of like what's going on. And he's like, oh, really? And I was like, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I talked to him about because they have a job for people that do like, like linguists. Um, so if I do well on the ASVAB, I, I can do that. And I was like, or, I mean, if I can't do that, I was like, I was looking at doing being, I'll just be a grunt. And he's like, <gasps> yeah, 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 go for it. He's like, yeah, to go take the test. He's like, <laughs> he was like, oh, he's like, yeah, that's much better than fucking the bullshit that you're doing right now. Go do that. So <clears throat> I was able to, so that went down. Yeah, I got, uh, did all my shit. Obviously I did it. Um, and so before I left, I got this tattoo because for me it was kind of like, I don't know, maybe not like a dedication in a way to my dad, I guess, or to myself, to to the way I felt about myself in the eyes of my own dad. Because it was like, I, because uh, to me, because to me that was like, I guess, like my prodigal son, like my coming home, home kind of moment. Because uh, even though I'd been home for like, I don't know, two years or whatever at that point or a year or so since I got sent home um, for my mission, uh, I guess I didn't feel like I'd, I guess, completely, like, come back in a way. Because I still, like, even after I come back, I I went to church for a little bit, and then I I told the story about when I, like, met with the bishop, and then how it just kind of, like, with me, it was just, that was kind of, like, my point where I was just, like, where I, like, yeah, I gave myself permission to be, like, I don't believe this, so I'm not. Why? Why? Why am I gonna keep like killing myself, beating myself up to pretending? Because um, I was fucking miserable doing that. Uh, so then, yeah, me, him. That co- I guess that conversation with my dad when I, when he kind of like, yeah, I guess it changed. I don't know, changed my view or something. But anyway, so that's when I w- I got this tattoo done. And I was going to get the whole thing right here. And I think there was actually uh, the dude that did it. Um, I, d- I asked him if he's cool. I mean, I don't see why he wouldn't mm-hmm. be cool with it. But uh, he's a fucking crazy good artist. But anyways, I think I was actually like his first tattoo he ever did. Because he, um, like he ordered. Because he's always been like an artist. He like won awards and shit. Or contests. I'm not sure what exactly. But he, uh, so then he, he wanted to do tattoos. So then he got his like fucking machine in the mail. And, like, I saw him, he broke it out of the box. So I was, like, the first person. So he did that, and I was going to get the whole verse on my chest. But he was, like, brand new, so he wasn't good at, wasn't good at doing the little writing. So I think I was, like, all right, I'll get it this part now and then get the rest done later or something like that. But anyway, so then I listened. I went to boot camp. Um, then I eventually got the rest of the um, the whole verse right here. So it's, like, down this side of my ribs uh, in Tagalog. That's why it's, I said uh, – Lucas fifteen twenty one because in the the in the Bible the Tagalog Bible or the Bible written in Tagalog it's they say Lucas so Lucas fifteen twenty one so then the whole the verses in uh, the <coughs> Tagalog as well that's all I remember I can't remember something like that. Basically, it's like, Father, I'm no longer worthy mm-hmm. to be called your son. Uh, and something, something else. And then, yeah. Mm-hmm. Go look it up for yourself. Uh, 
Oh, yeah, yeah. So he did that tattoo. So, like, I would go. So he's done, like, one, two. So he did this one. Then he did this one. And it's funny because you can see the progression of how he got much better. <laughs> like, this one is, like, it looks like, you know, a tattoo someone did in their living room or their kitchen. And then, I mean, I think all the tattoos he's done on me were in his kitchen. No, I think I did one at a tattoo shop. But they get better. Like, this, this one is fucking... Oh yeah, this one he did at when he he was working at a shop, and then this one that ended up being ogre she. Cause even when I so when I got this one, cause I wanted to get a devil. I was like, I want a devil on both shoulders. And everyone I told, maybe it's cause I'm telling people in Texas and everyone's like so Christian. They're like, Oh no, don't do that. Oh, why why would you put the devil on? Why why? Oh my. But um. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah, I want to get a devil on both shoulders because I was like, I feel like <laughs> that's how I was living my life. Uh, then he's like, oh well, it would be better. He's like, it, it would be better if, like to do like a larger because he want to do like a larger picture, not just like some little, some little things. So I was like, yeah, fucking all right, just go back there. And I was like, you're the artist. I was like, just uh, do do what you feel. And he's like, I don't want to see it till it's done. So he's like, all right, cool. So he um, did it. I can't remember how many hours it took. I don't know, five hours. So then he did. Uh, and then when I looked at it, I was like, oh, shit. Because it's like, uh, I mean, you see it. But uh, and a part that's not in there is there's like a tiny part. So it's face, it's that face, but then you can see. So it's like a like a devil ogre vampire holding a, um, a halo. And I don't think she's biting it, but she's like holding a, a halo in her hands. So it's like a like a devil holding a halo kind of thing, and I was looking at it and I was like, "Oh shit, who does that look like?" And I sent it to some of my buddies, and then I think I sent I think it was either Robo or the Cajun. I sent it to one of them, and they're like, "Oh shit, is that Ogre She?" And I was looking at it, and I was like, "Oh fuck, it is Ogre She." So it's kind of like <laughs> uh, crazy too, because like I told, I was like, "Hey, uh, just I told him, you know, my idea is like, oh, the devil's on shoulders." He's like, "That's stupid. I'll do something better." It's like, all right, go for it. So then I was like, oh, just show me when you're done. And then he went, blasted it out. And then when he was done, I looked at it. And then I was like, oh, shit. And then uh, I can't remember if it's Cajun or Ogreshi, or Cajun or Robo. But they're like, oh, shit, is that Ogreshi? And I was like, yep, it is. Fuck, it is Ogreshi. So that's how that came about. Um, To tie back to Broken Jarhead talking about, oh, yeah, Mission 22. And so the mission to bring that number down. Yeah. So our friends stopped killing themselves. Um, so, yeah, yeah. So th- I said all <laughs> all of that whole story to go back to Broken Jarhead, talking about when I met him or when I first started talking to him, like, I guess, like, met him, air quotes. Um, and so he had the graphics. And so then he went. Now he has a Patreon. Go check him out. I think it's, you know, patreon.com slash Broken Jarhead. Then, uh also so then he had the website he's got the merch and he even expanded the kind of merch so now he has um uh lanyards challenge coins patches stickers uh t-shirts hoodies i'm forgetting some stuff i got some more pins oh yeah yeah pins I have some right here. And um, 
more stuff coming out. And so on top of that, so then he also, what's the other things he did? Yes, he expanded his website. Oh, he started a podcast. So check him out. So it's him, his buddy Nick, and they do, um, I think it's it's either a daily or like Monday, Wednesday, Friday. They put out episodes. They're 15-minute episodes, so it's not like listening to me for for hours. <laughs> they're, I mean, they're really easy to listen to because they cut it off. They cut it off at 15 minutes. So I usually take like two topics, um, like uh, you know, listener submitted topics, and which you can do it through. If you get on the Patreon, you can do it through there. I think they have a Facebook page i don't uh, i don't remember what it is but look on facebook at brokenjarhead.com i don't have facebook so i don't know but uh so you can do it through the facebook page you can do it on the patreon and then there's also a discord channel which i think you get access to as a patreon member uh i think that's how you get to it and um so you can throw in your your, your little topics in there so then they usually yeah they, they take two topics pick randomly as like a fucking thing generator and then they'll talk about the two um, and then cut it off at 15 minutes. So it, it makes a real, uh, they're, they're real quick listens. They're real easy to listen to. And it's, they're, and it's, some of the topics are, it's not, so they, they s purpose, purposely, purposely don't get political, even though, s you know, some of the questions could go either way, but they purposely don't get political. They keep it fun and raunchy <laughs> and, uh, it, but they don't, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's, I guess that's the big point. It's like, they don't get deep into politics. It's, it's, not, it's, like I said, it's an easy listen. It's not, it's not like lighthearted, but it's, they don't get, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, lighthearted in nature, but it, it can be abrasive, <laughs> but it's not political. Uh, I don't know. Does that make sense? That is that a flavor that you get that you that you tasted before? If not, check it out. If you have, check it out. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that's the whole point of that. Sucking their dicks about it. It's pretty good. Um, so I felt like I had more I wanted to say about <laughs> that, but I can't remember. Let me look. Oh, did I get to the end of his? His little blurb. Let me see. Sorry, sorry. Let me let me check a here. Hey, boy, boy, boy. Oh yeah, yeah. All right. So for whatever reason. Oh yeah, yeah. I did read through the whole thing. <coughs> oh yeah. So then he also has. <coughs> excuse me. Brought the the broken jarhead um blog that he started. So then there's a uh, little writings. So it's like he's published. Uh, I think uh, Shannon. Shout out to the Basic Vet. Check him out too. Uh, I don't know. If I heard if he has new episodes out or not. But um, oh yeah, I always forget. So the intro music, the intro and outro music that I usually put in here comes from him. Um, so yeah, that intro is the his his uh called Dre in Tokyo. Dre in Tokyo. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, Shannon from Basic Vet made that. Mm. Yeah, so that's the blog. So that's that's all the stuff about broken jarhead. 
was I gonna say more about that fig? Uh, 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 there we go. Um. So yeah. Hold on, let me try something. Oh sh. Oh. Oh. Hello. There you are. Uh. What was the other thing I was gonna say? Oh, excuse me. Man, I felt like I had so much momentum, and then I petered out. Oh, yeah, I did want to talk about. <sighs> yeah, 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 because I'm, I'm not going to do a whole. Cause I so I usually split these up. So the whole reason that I split, because I have, like, the Hoogin' Monsalon episodes, and then there's also the Co-Hoogin' fight side, because I'll, I'll talk about fucking fighting and MMA or fucking combat sports or whatever forever, so, but so I wanted to separate that out because otherwise, I mean every I feel like every episode I would talk about that. But for this one, I will I do want to address uh for so yeah over the weekend, <laughs> uh, and I didn't want to talk about it at all, but I did have some thoughts. So as some people know. And uh, yeah, I'll talk about it here just because there's that crossover. There's the um uh yeah. Uh the Ben Askren Jake Paul. <laughs> so that you know there's a crossover cuz you know, obviously ben, uh, ben Askren comes from MMA, you know, two organization champion, fucking like two-time NCAA champ, like fucking incredible re- like Olympic level wrestler, Olympian, etc. And then Jake Paul's fucking on on you know uh, rich kid on YouTube, that he's a pro boxer now. So I mean he's three and oh, three knockouts. All right, so people are saying. So this is the only thing I want to. People keep saying, they're like, saying that it was fake. Saying that Ben Askren like took a dive. Which. I disagree with, because if if you look, and there's one angle, I have to f- I don't know, find the fucking thing. There's one angle where it's sh- where he falls when. So I mean, so Jake throws. He, so he's throwing. Uh, he's jabbing to the body. He, I mean, he sets up the combo well. He throw. He's jabbing to the body. You know, he goes low, goes high, goes low, go high. Throws jabs to the body and goes to the head, then the body, then head. So then he, w- and I think the sequence before when he knocks him out or knocks him down, he goes, he throws a jab to the, jab to the head. Ben comes up, and he, and he's like, he comes up and he turns and he drops his left, left hand. So he like, kind of blocks the jab and he's turning and he drops his left hand, and then that's when. Jake Paul throws the cross, the right cross. So it's like his, so yeah. So he he, he throws a jab, and then the cross comes right because Ben's hands run up, so catches him clean. You see, it's not, it's not. He didn't. He hit him. Like Ben got hit in the head, and he fell down. Like you don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand how people like looking at that. Well, I, I do understand how people looking at that could think it was faked. I guess. But if if you look, you don't. You can't. That that's what it looks like when you get punched in the fucking head and fall down. So if if it is if it were to be a setup, if I were to concede that it's a setup, then pff, in order for that to have been a setup, 
it's basically how do I word it? It's like it's like it's yeah. all right. This is I'm gonna use this one. This is extreme, and then maybe I'll walk it back. <laughs> it's 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 like if you were shooting a movie and you didn't use blanks, and they were shooting real bullets, and they're like, all right, we're gonna hit you. We're not. We're just gonna wing you. We're just gonna clip you. We're just gonna shoot you. We're gonna hit you in the arm because we need it to look real. And they're like, oh, okay. And they're like, can we use squibs? And like, no, no, no. People will be able to tell. A lot of people are looking. We got to really do it. It's like, all right, you got, if you really got to shoot me, I guess so. That's kind of what it'd be like. Because that was a real fucking setup. And, and, and they would have had, and it's kind of like they would have also had to, to rehearse in a way. Unless, it, or even it would have to be like, Ben would have to be like, all right, yeah, I'm going to let you, I'm actually going to just get knocked out. I'm going to drop my hands and let this dude punch me as hard as he can straight in my fucking dome. And I don't know. That's not what I saw. It could be. I could be wrong. But that's not what, what I saw was <sighs> fucking Jake Paul actually did it. He fucking he good basics fucking and, and he brought and oh, this is the other thing, too. And uh, I don't know why I didn't think about this going into it. Because I, I guess a lot of just, we're just heavy on thinking about asking him, like, oh, yeah, he's a, an Olympian. He's going to put in all this effort. Con- and and he'll, he'll, he'll be able to, you know, uh, try to, like, uh, to, to, to just keep continue pressuring uh, Jake and uh, hang on him and wear him out and drag him, you know, into, like, l- the later rounds and, and maybe knock him out or, you know, wear him out in the later rounds. So I was thinking about just thinking about that so much, but looking back, and then said, "Oh yeah, he was a t- he was a a a, a, a champion in um, one FC and in um, um, Bellator." So he's, he was fucking, but he, he's the welterweight champion. Boom, that's where it is right there. Because then afterwards, I was thinking, I was like, because then also when I saw him at the weigh-ins, I was like, maybe he's trolling us. He's pushing his belly out. Like trying to look fatter, but then when he was in the ring, he like had you could see his fucking rolls, and I was like, damn, he must like compete trying to compete with Daniel Cormier for daddest daddest man on the planet. Uh, no disrespect to DC, but come on, man, you do. You you are an inspiration for all of us with the dad bods. I mean, fucking two division champion, Olympic wrestler, with that body, it's like, hey, we can do it too, kind of thing. <laughs> but uh, no, no. Um, I mean, no, 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 for anybody else. Him, he's like, that's why Daniel Cormier is the daddest man on the planet. But uh, anyway, so so I was looking at Ben's body and I was like, ugh, why does he look like me? <laughs> why does his body look like mine? And then uh, then I was thinking, about, yeah, he was a wel- the welterweight champ. He was 170 pounds. And then people have shown videos of like him getting on the ground, getting punched in the head by Robbie Lawler. They're like, are you telling me? That he can get fucking punched in the head multiple times by these killers, but and and not go out. But then this then this little bitch just touches him and he falls down. Oh no, it's fake. It's a work. It's a fake. Blah blah blah. It's like, no no no. Now that I'm thinking about, it, I don't know why I didn't think about it before. He's fighting dudes at one 170 pounds. And Jake Paul weighed 190 pounds for this fight, which I th- and I think he cut cuts and he's look at him. He's shredded. And I think he cuts down to cuts down to 190. So he's probably like, I don't know, 
200 pounds usually around 200 and then cuts down maybe more but not not much more so, but he's he's not a welterweight he's not 170 pound a dude that fights at 170 pounds so ben Askren is basically going up more than one weight class because so if it was an mma he'd be he's fighting at 170 if he goes up to middleweight he's at fighting dudes at 185 and then jake paul weighed in at 190 i think they both weighed in at 190 but so Jake Paul weighs in at 190. So Ben is fighting at a weight class plus above, above. So almost like cl- closer, like close, getting close to two weight classes above himself, or what he's what he he's always fought at, and he can't wrestle, which is what he basically what he did. What basically what was his success in MMA? So you're taking him into almost two weight classes up. So uh, taking them to guys that are going to, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah. Like think about, like you look at, uh, like we just saw uh, Izzy Adesanya fight Jan Blahovic. So he, Izzy fights at 185. He's a middleweight king. He goes up to light heavyweight, you know, 205. And then, but I mean, Jan was more than that. But anyway, so he goes up a weight class, which is like, a weight class plus up, and he's like one of the, maybe the best striker in the world right now. That I I want to say that I want it to be true, so I say it. <laughs> but he's in that he's fucking an elite level striker, and he 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 hung in there. He went to decision with Blahovich, but he's a striker. And oh, what Blahovich did, he wrestled him. Yeah, that's how he beat him. So then with Ben, he's going up, and he's not a great striker, and he can't wrestle. And he's fighting a kid that's twelve years younger than him. Twenty pound, like, like in shape, heavier than him. Not, I got fat to make weight. (laughs) And so, like, looking back, it's. I I think we all just wanted him to win so badly. We fucking. But I I think he could have. I don't think he tried that hard. That that's that's the part that I will say maybe is. uh, I don't think he was paid to fucking fall i do think he was paid better than he's ever been paid for any fight and he's like and it's not and it's, it's not like the ufc where he's like oh you 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 know you get your win bonus it's like you know as long as you show up you're getting paid so i don't think he put in the work he, he for sure did not put in the work that he would have or he has in the past he's also coming off two hip surgeries <laughs> So all these things, like, the more I say it, it's like, gosh, damn, that Jake Paul, all right, he's got something. I mean, he's got hands. God, we can't, we can't, can't deny it. He, 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 he has some hands. I mean, if he fights a real boxer, then he's going to get his ass whooped. But, and that's the other part, that's the other part of it, is fucking genius in picking his opponents, picking the, the opponents and promoting the fight. Genius there. Like, the trouble he's going to get into is, like, fucking with real fighters now, though. So now it's real interesting. I saw he called out fucking um, Diaz, Nate Diaz. <laughs> Come on. And then my first, after I saw, like, after Ben got knocked out, I was like, gosh damn. I was like, no more fucking MMA guys fight this. No one, anyone below middleweight, don't even fucking. Uh, I was like, because that's when I thought about it, too. I was like, oh, I'm a. Of course, Ben's been a fucking middleweight or a welterweight 
He's fought at 170. He's fighting a dude at 190. A dude that's in shape at 190. And Ben's fat at 190. And he's old. And he's a rest. And he only he only wrestles. It's like. But if it had been an MMA match, oh, he would have murdered him. Ben would have choked his fucking ass out. Oh, but that's that's the genius of it. That's the genius of it. He thought he figured out. He's like the dude. Fuck. What are those? There's these old stories. Was it? Is it Musashi? Maybe it's Musashi. I can't remember. Book of Five Rings. I don't remember if it's him or there's another dude who fights. So he goes and he fights like different dudes, like duels to the death. Like he go like the guy, I guess he's like a, tr- a swordsman in my mind. I can't remember if it's Musashi or not. But anyways, if it's a complete a story I'm making up in my head right now, it's well, the, 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 the moral of it is going to still stand. So it's like a dude who finds he's uh, like a famous swordsman. And he like has to f- like challenge to a duel like so he goes and there's like a dude that's like um famous with like a bow staff like he's the best bow staff fighter in the world and then the so the swordsman figures out a way because he's like no one can beat this guy if he has a bow staff in his hand so he figures out w- how to like get around it or to like uh, egg the guy on and figure basically figures out all the other things he needs to do to 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 not engage in a f- fight where it's basically he takes away that guy's advantage because he's like he knows he has the bow so he's like i gotta negate that and he does that to like different like oh the guy that fights with the bow staff guy that fights with the spear guy that's like an archer and he defeats them all and they're all the best at whatever their craft is but he figures out a way to negate that their strength and turn it against them and that's what fucking we, we, we can't we can't deny that jake paul and his team like fucking they're world class at that they did it They've done it three, well, t- two times. The first one I don't think really counts, the, but two times. So it'll be real. Fucking, I did not want to, like, I wanted this guy to be done so I don't have to pay attention to him anymore. But now he's got my fucking interest. He's got my fucking interest, and I didn't want it. He got me. Fucking got me. Because, yeah, he's like, he's like, because he, he does have, like, a huge fan base. So, I mean, I don't know if he's like, it's not like. Yeah, it's a weird. It's not a heel. He's not like in a heel role, but but the other thing about it too is when if he does fail, oh, it's gonna be epic. So it's gonna be that bu- that like delayed. What do you call it? Like where you delay short term consequences and then they compound over time kind of like the same thing like with you know when connor was coming up and he's like i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that because it was like if he didn't because he was like i'm gonna be the number one uh, fuck it, i'm gonna be the champ then i'm gonna be the champ champ and then he's like saying all and but everything he was like boom boom how is he doing it everyone's like oh shit yeah and then like fucking riding that rocket uh until until you don't do what you say you're gonna do then it's like and then you gotta see if you can come back, which looks like Connor is. But anyways, um, yeah, I just, gosh damn that motherfucker. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just want to talk about because um, I don't know, even like one of my buddies, uh, Ethan, who like I said, he's he's you know a casual fan. He he'll watch, he he watches the fights when he comes over, or he'll look at clips and shit that I send him. Um, so this, cause so this thing is kind of like, cause it's not. It's not real boxing, and it's not 
I mean, it is sanctioned professional boxing, but it's oh Frank. I got to shout out Frank Mir too. Like, good for him, man. That was good to see him. That was really cool. He's like what forty four or something. Uh, and it was cool to see his daughter uh, was cornering him. She's a pro MMA. She's a beast. She's like a I think she's a wrestler. Can't remember what her what she's won as a wrestler, but she's a fucking beast. Um, so it'll be exciting to see where her career goes. But it was cool. And Frank Mir also talks about it. If you don't know Frank Mir fucking legend of mma <laughs> breaking people's bones just like taking people joint like breaking people's feet like incredible um and uh yeah he's one of the f- few i think heavyweight um i mean he's former champ when he was in the ufc but he's one of the i think there's only like three Uf- ufc heavyweights that have i think submitted someone in uh, i think it's like their debut or something like that in their ufc debut or something it's like three is like him fuck i can't remember and then another guy from back then fuck i'm seeing his face but i can't think of his fucking name man fuck off the gosh damn i'm an idiot and then and no i'm so i'm blanking on the kid that just did it recently too but either way frank Mir, fucking legend of the sport pioneer even you can say well I mean, he is. Uh, <coughs> and so he went out and he boxed uh, the dude. I, can't, I don't know his name. Jeremy something. But uh, he's a pro boxer and blah, blah, blah. But he went all eight rounds. He even, like, I think won one of the rounds. Frank Mir did. I was like, fuck, I hope he knocks him out. I was like, he's not winning unless he knocks him out. But you know what I mean? He got in there with a fucking – This that was his first pro fight too. So he got in there with a pro box. Younger guy, fucking dude was shredded too. But anyways, just wanted to say I wanted to, uh, I forgot about, I or wanted to point out that shout out to Frank Mir for doing that too. Um, but also that fight, so the whole, this whole Triller promotion, um, maybe, maybe it's the new thing. Maybe it's the future. Maybe all of us are just behind, you know, we're all the, we're all, uh, you know, late adopters. We're all still wanting to ride the horse and buggy. And we're mad at the Model T. So, you know what I mean? Maybe we just don't have the vision for it. So it's basically, if you were smart, not like me, and you didn't pay for it, and you either streamed it or you uh, just didn't watch it. Cause I was wa- so I was watching both. I was watching, um, and I want I can't even say you watch it. I thought it was going to be, like, difficult to watch both, to watch the Triller card and the UFC card at the same time. No, I even made a fucking, I made a great meme that I was going to fucking put out. It was like of, um, with a, g- a gif of, um, Ryan Reynolds of, uh, Deadpool. Where he's like, where he's like that. And I was like, oh, trying to watch all these fights be like, or something like that. Man, it was a good one. It was the first time I'm able to make my own gif meme. Fuck, I was excited to put that out. But then I was like, so I had, uh, the Triller card on my phone. Then I was watching UFC on TV. And most of the Triller card is, like, fucking just concerts. Like, musical performances. I'm like, the fuck? This is 2005? Why am I watching a concert on fucking TV? Like, that was cool when DVDs were out. Because I remember I did. I bought concert. I remember uh, Up in Smoke Tour. Like, it was cool back then. But now you can watch all this shit on YouTube. And, I mean, hey, I want... I, I don't want to, like, shit on people getting money. Like, good for them. But... As part of a fight card, it's like it's like filler space, you know. So I mean, 
I mean, maybe maybe it is drawing eyes. I, you know, what I mean, I'm I'm not their demographic in the first place, and the only reason I watched it was because f- uh, I thought Ben Askren was gonna win, and then also, um, and then also it helped that Frank. They got me also because Frank Mir was on there, and I was like, good fucking, it's good to. S- I wanted to see that, but uh, the other fights, like, come on, like, uh, I'm gonna talk about. It. Fuck it. Uh. Oh shit! I'm over an hour. All right, I'm gonna cut it off here in a second. But anyway, so I s- so I'm looking at it and oh, so this is how it works. So I think there's like five fights total. Um, the very first one is like that dude Raycon and I can't remember the other guy, but it's like <laughs> so it's like you have one guy in there that's really trying to box. He's like an older guy, I guess. He's he's trying to get back into boxing. And he's really trying to do it. And then you got this dude, Raycon, who's just like, he was running away the whole time. And then he sits down at like a, a, the first or second round. He just doesn't get up off the bench. He's just like, no, I'm done. It's This is a thing that annoys the shit out of me. And I'm a 100% casual when it comes to boxing. Like I've, I've bought fights. I bought Mayweather fights and Pacquiao fights. And that's about it. And then, like, you know, when I was a little kid, everyone knew who Mike Tyson was. But we weren't allowed to watch TV on Sunday, so I never saw any of the fights. Like, in per- like you know, we never had pay-per-views or anything. Um, but this is – and and uh, so I – and then now I I'll, I do watch uh, BKFC. BKFC. I want some KFC. But <laughs> Popeyes. Um, uh, Louisiana. Um, or what's it called? No, no, yeah, that is Popeyes. But anyways, uh, oh, so then I watched PKFC too, and and like I said, I'm complete minimal amount of boxing I've watched, but I feel like the boxing that I have watched, people qu- qu- quit all the time, because it's like, like they get knocked down and then it's over, or they just like, they have a chance to be like, oof. Uh, I don't. I don't think I want to. I, I don't want to do this any. And they go like quit, and there's like, yep, it's over. And I'm watching that. And I'm like, because like in MMA, if you get knocked down, you still have to defend yourself. Because like now you're on the ground. Oh, your opponent's coming to the ground. They're gonna fucking, fucking uh, ground and pound you. Or if it's one FC, they're gonna fucking knee you in the head. <laughs> um. So it's like the fight's not over just because you. F- fell down or because you got tired mm-hmm. like the fight is only over like it, yeah because in mma if you quit you're gonna get your fucking head caved in like you have to fight to the bell or get you know submitted or, you know what i mean like you there's you, you there, there's not that space for like to just be like oh yeah i guess it's over you know unless you're in that like weird situation of an, an illegal strike which did also happen fuck um I guess I'm gonna end up talking about all this shit anyways. All right, so maybe I'll cut this into two. Um, uh, oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, so that's been I don't know. That's my casual uh, observation of fucking boxing is so I've just it feels like I've seen so many people they just quit in the middle. Of, it's like they you can quit on a stool. Like I that blows my mind. Like, to me, in my s- stupid head, I think, like, it's it would be better to get knocked out like Ben Askren than to quit on the stool. Because, like, 
I don't know. For me, that's just my mindset of fighting. Is mm. obviously I've never f- fought as a professional. I've never I've never been in an amateur competition. Mm-hmm. All I've done is fucking just gotten in like fucking backyard fights, street fights, bar fights, like just stupid shit, like or fu- friend fights or fucking just fucking around at gyms or whatever. You know what I mean? Just stupid. Sh- like I I've never competed at that level in that in in that way. So of course everything I'm saying is worthless bullshit. But if mm-hmm. me expressing my opinion and my observation of it, it's just crazy to me that there's so many, that there's just like, it's kind of like this back, just, just option to quit in the fight. Because for me, I al- and also when any fight I've ever been, I always think about it in terms of, I mean, because <laughs> sometimes there have been ones where it's like, yep, yeah, this, I gotta, I'm about to get murdered. <laughs> like... <laughs> It's like I have to fight my way out of here. Like, <laughs> it's like I can't be like, oh, you know what? Let's call. Let's time out, guys. I'm sorry, my bad. I I want to leave now. I've changed my mind. It's like, nope. I started. I got myself into this. It's like I gotta fucking get the fuck out of here. Or Robo show up and save me. Something like that. But it's like there was no. There's no quitting, unless you want to. F- unless you're ready to die. And to me, it's like, and I get it. It's sport, whatever. But it's still fighting. It's like, and also I guess they're all like uh, an example of like BKFC for sure. I don't think they're getting paid a lot of money, so I, I can't even imagine. I don't know what they like, especially like the brand new people or lower people. That what are, what are they getting like two grand? Man, I don't know. I, I need to look it up. I, I I bet some of them probably get paid like a fucking like a thousand dollars maybe to fucking bare knuckle box each other so i mean i get it but also it's like and then also maybe it hasn't just been around long enough but also like i said it's not just pkfc that's just the one i've watched more of but i feel like i've watched there's been boxing and then also i guess yeah i can't you know compare all boxing to fucking this the triller show but I, i have watched some other boxing but there have been times when, yeah, I've seen people quit on the stool, and it just blows my mind that that's an option or that that's a f- that that that's a thing. Um, but like I said, I'm, that's n- just my complete fucking nobody casual opinion coming from a mindset of like being in the Marines and then being an idiot that fights would fight people at par- parties just because I was like that one time because that kid couldn't he was Filipino but he couldn't speak the Tagalog, so I just teased him until we got in a fight. So yeah, that's that's who I am, or that's who I have been in the past. So that's yeah. I I guess I can't say enough that I'm just an idiot, but yeah, it just blows my mind about that. Um, cause so yeah, yeah. So basically, Raycon he quits on the stool. I was like, he's not even getting tagged. With, it's like, but what, whatever. It's not me in there. You know what I mean? He's the one in there. So but I can't say anything against it. He did it. I had it. I didn't. But. Sometimes I wish I was like uh, rich or notable enough just so I can like fight people like that. Just because like, ugh, just so I can know for myself. <laughs> but uh, so I'd be like, oh shit, maybe he was right. I should have quit on the stool. But um, I can talk shit from the safety of my 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 chair and microphone, I guess. Uh, but you know, good on him. Like I said, he went out there and did it. I wasn't there, so. Uh, and then there. So I think that, yeah, there was five. I think that was the first one, and then there was like concerts in between. Um, so it was easy. I, like, pff, there wasn't any conflict in between watching fights until the Frank Mir and then the the 
Ben Askren, uh, Jake Paul fight. Those are the only two that there was any kind of overlap. Uh, oh, this is a thing. Well, I guess I can't give credit to Triller. Credit to Fight, because that's Fight, the app um, that the fights are, um, F-I-T-E, if you don't know. Fights are, uh, the pay-per-view was through and, and whatnot. They have other, like, boxing and shit. They have all kinds of fights and shit through there. Uh, I think BKFC might have even did it too. But anyways, the point of it is, so their app compared to ESPN, and you even it, it compared to UFC Fight Pass, their uh, the GUI, you know, the their fucking interface. There we go. That's the word. Their interface, superior. Fucking blows it away. Like ESPN, what the fuck are you doing? Mo- a lot of times it fucking lags or. Your fucking chunks pop out. It's 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 a, it's a fucking pain in the ass, and you and it, you also even like fast forwarding or rewinding or pausing. It's you can't. It's like real difficult to do with in the in the fight app. <laughs> fucking beautiful. Like I so the play buffers for like one second. Thing pops up. It starts playing. I can pause it if I go out of the app because um. I was uh I was taking a, <laughs> a salt bath soak. <laughs> I hurt my feet. <laughs> I meant to say, by the way, my legs hurt. Shout out Robo. Um, so I was, I started watching the fights from the bathtub, and I was switching back and forth from fight the fight app to ESPN <coughs> or ESPN Plus or whatever it is. So when I would um, exit out of fight to go back to ESPN to watch it on ESPN or to watch the UFC, like the UFC thing, it would like buffer and restart and i'd have to try to get back in or sometimes i'd have to go back to the fucking uh main page then i can't get in from the main page i have to go to espn plus and then from espn plus i have to go down find ufc then i have to find going to ufc and then find the top thing then i can get into the fights then i then i can watch the fights then it'll load and then uh it starts from wh- you know whatever live point then if i switch back to fight fight it paused clear and and the resolution clear as fucking day beautiful just one second buffering pops right back to where it resumes wherever i was watching that before and they have a button for you can go 30 seconds rewind or skip ahead 30 seconds forward or if you hit it one two times it'll skip a minute forward or if you hit one two three a minute and a half or backwards so you can it it has that built-in function to skip forward or backwards by 30 second increments and it's fucking still stays crystal clear, or you can just touch the little uh, scroll bar and run back and forth um, to where uh, where where you want to. And it ru- it ran smoothly, like no, pro- like I would if I touched on one, then I scroll the bar over, then I when I let go, starts playing perfectly right where it is. Or you can hit live; it takes you right back to live, or you can use the skips. So like I, when I was switching back and forth between ESPN and uh, fight. Every time when I went to fight, it was beautiful. Popped up, nothing I wanted to watch. It was just like fucking the music concerts most of the time, but it was fucking easy. <coughs> UFC fight pass, and I. <laughs> and I'm not trying to talk shit on them. It's just I didn't realize, like I, I, I've been frustrated, but I didn't realize that there are other people doing the same shit, but fucking much better, or or doing uh. How do I say it? the their delivery of the product? Yeah, you have seen ESPN's product much better, but the delivery 
fight much better. Like, if ESPN and USPN had, oh, like it was so, like I said, it was just so much easier. So anyway, so then when I get out of the tub and wash my old fat ass off and um, so I'm watching UFC on the TV and then letting uh, Triller play on the um, on my phone. It ran smooth. Oh, yeah. So when it got to the Frank Mir fight, I could just hit pause. The, um, then whatever fight was going on on UFC was going on. And then when they went to like comm- or when they went, you know, in between rounds or after a fight, then I could hit play again. And then I watched. So there wasn't any like real conflict between the fights or between watching the fights. <coughs> Until the Frank Mir one and then the the Ben Askren one, because um, I think Ben Askren he actually got knocked out during it was like the second round of um, the Whitaker Gastelum fight, which was wow, Rob, oh Bobby Knuckles. <laughs> um, Debating UFC hot topics. Oh, also, um, yeah, yeah, UFC two sixty one coming up. But uh, fuck, I'm at one twenty one. All right, I'm gonna cut it off because I'm that pretty much covers it. What are the what are the points? Yeah. So yeah, the fight app, great. Um. So yeah, I don't I don't think um Ben Askren took the f- like took up a dive. I think he didn't put in the amount of work that he has put into past fights. I think he went in there and figured it would be basically like sparring. He was like, "All right, I'll just spar this dude for until he gets tired and then be able to finish him kind of thing." And it, and also he's like, "I'm getting <laughs> I'm getting paid a bunch of money. I'm getting paid more money than I have for any other fight I've ever done. So he's like, uh, and I'm not saying he didn't train. I'm, sh- I'm sure he, he fucking did a little training, but I don't definitely didn't put in the work. Like, and, and that's the other thing, too. Like I said, he his whole career he fought at welterweight, 170, and then now he's coming in. He's got a fight at 190. You know what I mean? So well done. Well done, Paul team. You've got me interested for. I mean, I'm not gonna pay for another fight probably. Uh, and I, and I'm a person. I pay for fucking everything. I didn't even know streams were a thing until uh, earlier this year. One of my buddies was telling me about it, and he was like, uh, "Send me a stream for something." I can't remember what it was. And I was like, "Oh fuck!" I didn't even realize this was a thing. Which I mean, I guess it's good because you know, when I was broke, I w- I would have been streaming like a motherfucker, but. I don't know. Maybe that's good too, because then also like my time off, like from 2000, that like the beginning of 2017 to the end of 2019. So like that two-year period when I was going through some shit and I didn't, uh, pretty much I didn't watch any. <coughs> I didn't do anything really. So it, it kind of made it better for now, like during COVID when I I've been. And w- I've got been going back through and watching all the fights that I missed. Like just going like, uh, each night I'll watch whatever a certain amount of fights that I can, whatever I have time for. Um, so that yeah, it, it's it's been cool. But anyway, m- m- the point of me saying that is, uh, yeah, 
fucking got my interest for at least one more fight. Because w- I want to see how it plays out now. Like, I want to see how, who he snags for his next appointment. Appointment. Opponent. And then how it. How that plays out. Because cause now it's. It's like, you know, Brendan Shaw called it before, too. He's like, because when, when, when uh, Jake Paul started calling out MMA guys, he's like, ooh, come on, Bubba. You know, he says Bubba all the time. Come on, Bubba. You got to he's like, stick with YouTubers because once you cross over, now you're now you're in the now you're in the real fight world. So now he's like calling out fucking Nate Diaz. Because, <sighs> I mean, I mean, Nate Diaz. Oh, wait, he's fought at. Is he a welter? He's not a middleweight. He fights at one seventy. Cause wait, Mas- cause Ma- wait, Masvidal. When Masvidal fought him, he came up, right? No, no, fuck, fuck. Now I don't even remember. Now I'm gonna feel like a fucking idiot. But either way, either way, son of a bitch. It's like he has my unconsensual attention. <laughs> Ugh. And I don't like it. I don't like this feeling. <laughs> but I mean, it's like I you can't. It's like well done, man. Well fucking done. Well, I'll end it there. Uh, Cause I, I don't think I had another thing. But yeah, uh, shout out to Shannon at Basic Vet for doing my intros, the music for Dre Tokyo. Uh, Shane at BrokenJarhead.com for all the fucking cool shit he's done. He's got. Now the podcast day made or veteran podcast day made a national day now. Uh, he like I'll, uh, he, I I can't remember. I think twenty two percent of his profits go. Sorry if that number is wrong, but it, I know a, a portion. I feel like it's twenty two, but I know there is a portion of his profits that go towards um towards Mission Twenty Two. He's a Mission Twenty Two ambassador, um, and he, so he focuses on having everything made in America. He even had like some stuff patches or something. He ordered it he, from a company in America to be made by a company in America. And when he got it, it said made in China. And he's like, what the fuck? So he sent it back. So he's working really hard he's to ensure that everything's made in America. And then also, uh, he's also giving, like, monetarily, like, out of his profits, his profit margin is going back to, to vets. Uh, and then he's also engaging with different vet organizations for different things uh, and nonprofits. So he's doing a lot in that space of not only entertaining but also uh helping and supporting and he's fucking he's building a, like a community it's fucking it's cool to see to see what he's doing and, and like what like he's like yeah it's 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 a cool it's um for, for me it's like fuck he's like greatly outpacing anything that i'm doing so I, I like to be around people that are doing better or not doing better than me but that are you know product that are doing thing that, yeah, doing things that uh, at a, di- a higher level than I am, I guess, because it gives me something to be to sh- to work towards, or so I can't be like, oh well, I'm doing, you know what I mean? Because I, I feel like a, a lot of times in life it's easy to say, oh well, I'm not, I'm doing more than this person, or I'm at least I'm not that, you know what I mean? Like some people that <laughs> people <laughs> I've noticed that um. And I'm sure there's tons of examples of how I, in my own life that I do it, and I need to point it out. But, you know, some people that, you know, there's people that, like, will hang out with uh, people that, I don't know, weigh more than them. You know what I mean? They're like, 
well, I'm not fat. They're fat. You know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. I like to not do that. I prefer to have feeling that, gosh, damn, this motherfucker is in amazing shape or they're doing this great athlete or fucking an incredible entrepreneur or just somebody just that's really doing something that they enjoy and love and going for it. I like to be around people like that. Because uh, then for me, I can say, all right, well, I guess I better pick it up. Doesn't matter. N- nothing I do is good enough. So, <laughs> which you know is in line with how I f- grew up. So you know maybe that's why. But so maybe all that uh, ass kicking I got growing up has, has been good. But anyways, yeah, just you know trying to suck Shane's dick a little bit more. And uh, his buddy, his Nick, uh, who's doing the thing. So check them out. Um, UFC 261 coming up s- this Saturday. Uh, if anybody is in near Florida or can get to Florida for it, uh, I have an extra ticket. I'm trying to get rid of it, I guess. Yeah, I'm trying to sell Or, I mean, I got to sell it, but I don't know. Fuck it at this point. Maybe I'll just give it away. Because uh, I got it on Ticketmaster. No one's bought it yet, but uh, I'll give it away or fucking... For whatever price I bought it for, like for 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 anyone that's a, that listens and asks for it, because uh, it's it, I'm excited. Uh, it's gonna be cool. It's gonna be fucking cool. I haven't been to a live <coughs> MMA event since I was a teenager. I think I want to say. I think, like a like a professional, like a real one. There's. Uh, this is for sure my first UFC one, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, it's gotta be. Gotta be. Otherwise, I remember. I mean, because if I went before, I would have been hammered. Maybe I'll. But I'm pretty sure. Sh- no, nah, this has gotta be my first one. Uh, but, anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm rambling. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Fuck, I feel like there's one more. Uh, nope. That's it. <laughs> Thanks. And, uh, fuck you later. Bum, bum, bum. Outro. Oh, shiza. That didn't work. Uh, 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 uh.